Welcome to Ignite Purpose with Christina Foxwell and today I have a very special guest. I have um, Clifford Morgan. It is Morgan? It is, yes. Okay, from Clifford Morgan Consulting in Brisbane and we spoke together at an event in the beginning of the year and it was like a meeting of minds and we kind of, I kind of said, why didn't I meet him years ago? This would have been awesome. He could have been running alongside me and igniting the purpose in the world which he is anyway so i'm really excited clifford welcome thank you very much christina it's a pleasure to be here so let's talk about something we just spoke about before we kicked off we only have a short time but i really want you to share your lens i so clifford works in the same space as i do um but clifford has a military background um as well as a psychology you're a psychologist right i am Okay, so if I just say to you, Clifford, talk to me about the importance of love in leadership, what might you say? Yeah, look, um, you know, I, I guess coming from the military background, I, the, the lens that I put on, on leadership and uh, this sort of topic um, is a little bit different to a lot of people, but some, some of you who know um, General Jim Mattis, uh, who was a, you know, the, the highest ranking uh, Marine in the, the US military, he uh, he actually says when he's talking to his junior leaders, uh, marine leaders, he says one of the most important qualities is to love your people. And uh, the reality is that, that love is so important. It is it is a verb. It is what you do to people. You know, you, you cannot happy someone, you cannot sad someone, but you can love someone. Uh, and so it, it's it's really around how you interact and, and the position. That you take when you approach people you know it's it's wanting the best for them and and so therefore it's a really a, a position where uh, you seek to develop them to serve them to sacrifice for them uh, and to really transform them into a better version of yourselves and, and that's what a truly transformational leader is it's what a leader who loves their people uh, does it seeks to lead them in a way that, that uh, transforms them into a better version of themselves so that, that they can you know, go about and be better in the workplace. You know, better people means better teams, better teams means better organisations, and better, better organisations and companies means better for the economy and the country. Uh, but more importantly, I, I think, is that better people go home and have a better uh, influence on the families. Uh, they're better husbands, better fathers, better brothers. And, uh, and that means better communities and, and that just means a better world all around. So when a leader truly loves their people, uh, who knows where their influence stops. I love that. So I love this that I work with men and women, you work with men, men and women, but I'm obviously a woman and you're a man, obvious. But here's the thought, I know what vulnerability feels like for me. For you, obviously love and vulnerability are really closely connected. As a man that often engages with male leaders and stretches and grows them, and we know that love is required, but love without vulnerability doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, how would you describe the vulnerability journey of a man and, and what is hard and, and, and what, what is fulfilling? Talk me through vulnerability from your lens. Yeah. Um so I, I think I, I think one of the most effective uh, approaches, I guess, that I've found is not to focus on vulnerability itself, yeah, um, but focus on building trust. 
and so there's obviously a lot um, associated with being vulnerable. Um, and a lot of negative connotations, that. right? Yeah, yeah, and, and and so there's from from particularly from you know this. So I'm generalizing here, but from a, a male warrior uh, type perspective, being vulnerable means it is associated with being weak. Um, and, and so um, if you start focusing on that, there's this whole um, kind of concept that, okay, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm trying to develop something that is, you know, weakening me, um, which while people might not articulate that, that's kind of the subconscious thought process that's going through the head. So what I do is I, I focus on building trust. Uh, everybody, you know, has a really positive connotation around trust, and, uh, and particularly in the, the leadership and influence space. And you know, people would be saying that having trust, um, both trusting other people and having people trust you, is a real strengthening. Uh, characteristic and, and so when we build trust we actually become stronger both as an individual and as a team now obviously in order to build trust there's a requirement to be vulnerable uh, but the focus is on what you're building as opposed to what you're going um, through there that, that's exactly right does that answer your question it does so I'm one of those crazy facilitators that I kind of confront vulnerability straight on mm-hmm. Um, but I'm African originally and <laughs> and I love your lens because I think it's really touched accordingly. How about I ask this? Deep connection. Mm-hmm. When we've got trust, we need deep connection. How do you go about getting them to consider deep connection? Because if you think of the example you gave early in the military, that love is actually a form of deep connection. Mm. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Um, so, is, is this primarily how I connect with clients, or how I try? And how you try and teach to... them to see each other? Yeah. Okay. Um, occasionally, it will depend on on the, the client and the, okay. the scenario. Because you can't um, throw people off the cliff and promise them the parachutes on their back, right? Okay. That's that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and as I, I said to, um, I, was, I was writing something, replying to someone t- just earlier today, and I, I was saying, you know, strategically in leadership, um, the high level principles that you operate by it is kind of global, but at the tactical level, when you're inter- interacting with individuals, um, there is no one size fits all leadership approach. You've got to tailor it to the people um, that you're dealing with. So, for, but I, I, I think it's, it's getting them um, to again focus on what they want, and, and then stepping them through the process to see that connection is really the the gateway to, yeah. for them to get what they want. Um, and so once once they, um, I guess guess one of the, the guiding principles of influence that and lead, therefore leadership that I, I speak to other people a lot about is that um, if you buy if you um, articulate what you or frame the request that you're making um, in a way that contributes to what they want 
Yes. Uh, and they're much more likely to buy into it. So if, yeah. if they're bought into a particular thing, whether it be team performance or um, you know getting promoted or whatever it is, um, if they are bought into that and you can frame your request uh, as a to contribution to, to that, then they're more likely to buy into what you're talking about. Um, so again, it's kind of working from what they want and what they, they desire and then uh, I guess reverse engineering the process or, or following the logic through uh, and saying, hey, well, here's this personal connection thing and uh, these are all the benefits and this is how it gets you to where you want to go. I love that. I love that. So, so that's, that's, I guess, seeing the importance of the connection and once they see the importance of it, um, then usually they can identify themselves what they need to do to actually connect with that individual. And I think you've hit the nail on the head. It is a choice to find our way to connection. Yeah. It's like so. it's a choice to love. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's all, all coming back full circle. All choice. I ran a conference um, in a certain city, so I'm not going to say which city because it's irrelevant. Because <clears throat> I don't want to create shame for anyone. And at this conference, I did an activity because I am alternative. You realise, you know that, right? You've met, okay, yes, you I do. Um, so I got it. I did. Every, I got everyone to do an activity to look at someone in the audience next to them. Obviously, it was to create a little bit of discomfort because discomfort creates growth. But to look them in the eyes from a deep place of love. I had laughter. I had. I can't do it. I had one lady walk up to me afterwards, and then I did explain how it, all the psychology comes together and the science. And she came to me afterwards and said, "You cannot look at someone to from a place of love if you don't know them." I disagree. I disagree. So I disagree. So I went, oh, and then one of my sponsors went, do you worry about that judgment? And I went, no, because that judgment isn't my matter of discomfort, even though it did feel really uncomfortable. It's actually someone else's discomfort with the truth that they know is the truth. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Very profound. Isn't that so profound? Mm. Um, Okay, so I have. I know I'm on a time limit with you, and I'm watching the time go. I, I want to talk to you on that sort of on that vein around the mental stress we see in some of our clients when we're working with them in leadership. Obviously, we see quite yep. a bit of people because the organisations are wanting more uh, from people with less. The culture, society we're working in. There's a lot of demand. Social media is hard. You know, people will attack you before they love you. There's less of a love culture, which is why we try to breed that and try to get people to connect with it. But what do you think? Are you seeing as much challenge in that space as what I'm seeing? People feel, and I don't like calling it mental health. I just call it like um, mental stress or the feeling of wanting to be resilient but not being able to get there. Yeah, yeah look, I, I 100% agree. Um, you know, I, I think when in a world where we are so busy uh, and there's so many things to do, um, you know, in, in reality, if we work 24-7, there's still going to be uh, outstanding jobs and, and work to do. We can't complete all the work that we do, so um, we are kind of under a pressure to, to get things done. And, um, you know, for, for the majority of people, that means working harder, focusing on the task and, and less on relationships and, and connections. But, um, you know, the, the reality is that relationships and, and social connection is uh, one of the biggest things that 
promote resilience and well-being and yeah. you know and and prevent mental health and, and stress and and all those sort of negative um side of things we we know that when people feel isolated and lonely um you know that that starts a downward spiral uh whereas having a a solid working relationship and a sense of social connection uh love i guess in you know being part of the the team environment then that acts as a buffer against the effects of of stress um and you know depression anxiety all the the other kind of comorbid um sort of things that, that come along with all of that so um i i think that is incredibly evident um but um yeah does, does that answer it does because the the reason i asked you that is i just wanted to bounce off around the things we've both seen absolutely mm. seeing that stuff and mm. I think that's why and thank you so much for writing a forward for our um, Oscar the Pufferfish book I'm so that's excited right. but that's why we designed the um, analogy of the Pufferfish to yeah. help people find their way but I suppose mm. to that very point what I found over the last I'd say two years was wrestling through my personal shame which we spoke mm. about early when we started our conversation before we recorded yeah. Um, to help me find flow and to not be as resistant to connection. Is that a nice way yeah. to put it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and I, I think people are resistant to connection, even though it's the, the greatest thing that uh, ultimately they want and, and need, uh, they, they still are resistant to it. One, because they're not practiced at it, and two, because their focus is... Uh, elsewhere. Yeah, I've always said that when the spotlight is inside, and I'm looking at what I'm not, that is all I'll ever see. Mm. But when I use what I have for you, that is what I see. Mm. Yeah, great way to, to articulate it and put it. Very poetic, Christine. Oh well, I'm in the zone at the moment, so poor listeners, I'm sorry. Um, if there's anything you would like to leave, because I'm counting the clock, we've got 30 seconds. What would you like to leave our listeners with a thought around love, leadership, your insights? What, if you were to leave them with one thing and maybe connection, what would you leave them with as, an, as a thought? Yeah, so um, I, I guess I'll, I'll leave you with this principle, uh, and it underpins all the work that I do. Uh, and that principle is, if you can't clearly articulate it, you can't be intentional about actioning it. So if you can't clearly articulate how you love people, you can't be intentional about showing that love. Uh, if you can't clearly articulate how you're going to connect, how you're going to influence, how you are going to lead, then you can't be intentional about doing each of those things. Uh, so whatever it is, your, your focus, you know, I always encourage you, take the time to clearly articulate it, to write it down, and, and uh, that in and of itself will allow you to be more intentional in bringing whatever that is to reality you have inspired me thank you i love that thank you i love that it's just yeah. mic dropping okay it's it, it's a it's a powerful thought uh, and it applies to absolutely every area of life i have come across i'll put the challenge out to you to you and your listeners uh, if you can find an area where that doesn't apply please let me know because I'm, I'm yet to find one so he's at www.cliffordmorganconsulting.com.au. 
Correct. Yeah? Yeah. And you're speaking to, thank you, Clifford. You're speaking to Christina at w, from Ignite Purpose at www.ignitepurpose.com.au. If you'd like to follow both Clifford and myself, you can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us on Facebook. And, you know, we're really excited to help people find their way. So thank you so much for spending time with me today. And thank you for the opportunity, Christina. It's my pleasure.